0: From the Kennan Institute in Washington, D.C., welcome to Kennan X, a podcast on our never-ending quest to understand Russia, Ukraine, and the surrounding region. I'm your host, Jill Doherty. When we decided to do an episode on brain drain, I wanted to find a poem that captured the sadness of leaving Russia. So I emailed a Russian friend who teaches literature, and she suggested an 1841 poem by Lermontov. Прощай немытая Россия, страна рабов, страна господ. Farewell unwashed Russia, land of slaves, land of masters. Now that's not exactly a ringing endorsement of Russia, but even Vladimir Putin weighed in on this a few years ago.
1: Прощай немытая Россия, страна рабов, страна господ, и вы мундиры голубые, и ты им преданный народ. I just understood
2: that I didn't have the strength or energy to battle against this system. It's so much better to work in environments where you can dedicate yourself just to your job and not the battle against structures that are going to try to close you down for any reason.
0: Galina Timchenko is the executive editor of Medusa, a Russian-language news service. She used to work in Moscow for the independent news website Lenta Ru. She was fired in 2014 after publishing an interview with a Ukrainian nationalist group. She left Russia for Riga, Latvia, and with some fellow journalists, founded a new media outlet called Medusa. So, Galina Chimchinka, we're speaking with you from Riga, Latvia. Last summer, are. I visited her office in Riga. In January, I spoke with her on Skype and I asked her why she left Russia. I looked at
2: myself in the mirror, and I looked at my birth certificate, and I understood that it's very possible that I don't have that much time. And I didn't have the energy to fight with the Siloviki and all the other government structures that when they see some objectionable media startup, they begin operations against them. This happened with Echo Moscow Radio. One unlucky tweet by a leading host resulted in six tax audits, Then the fire brigade comes to check, and even garbage men come to check on things. On TV Rain Dorst, when they released a poll question that Vladimir Putin didn't like, they were immediately removed from cable TV and left only on the internet. They were audited, and commercial sponsors immediately withdrew sponsorship.
0: Meduza's staff has grown from 14 to 37, working in a bustling modern office in Riga. Some are on the editorial side, others are web designers, engineers, and programmers. No, thinking... Does Galina yeah. Timchenko consider herself a
2: Russian journalist or an international journalist? We're an international company that covers news in the Russian language, mainly for Russians. We have an English version, but the majority of our audience lives in Russia. 12% live in Ukraine and 6% in Belarus. So almost 90% of our audience speaks and thinks in Russian.
0: Sergei Guriev used to live in Moscow, too. He's a world-class economist who is professor of economics and rector at the New Economic School.
1: I have left Russia a few years ago in 2013, and the reason was I was no longer feeling safe. Actually, what happened, I spoke probably too much about political situation in Russia.
0: Guriev says he was interrogated, there were searches, and some government officials told him he shouldn't stay in Russia.
1: So I bought a one-way ticket next day and left. And now I'm in France, a professor at Sciences Po in Paris.
0: And when you're saying not safe, do you mean that you would be hurt or killed, or is it more politically unsafe?
1: I mean, more like losing freedom. In Russia, there are various degrees of being harassed. The realistic scenario would be I would be, my passport would be taken away so I would not be able to travel or I would be under house arrest or I would go to jail. So I didn't feel physically unsafe. I felt that it was unsafe to stay in Russia if I wanted to continue functioning as normal.
0: Sergei Guriev's wife also is an economist. She found a job teaching in Paris, too.
1: If you want to ask me whether being a professor of economics helps you to be internationally mobile, the answer is yes.
0: Well, that's good for you, but bad for Russia, ultimately, because you left.
1: I thought exactly like you said, I thought I'm doing something useful for the country. I was leading the new economic school and together with my colleagues at the new economic school, we were creating, and the school is still working on that, the school is still contributing, but we were creating the new economics profession. I strongly believe that countries like Russia need their own world-class, internationally known academic economists. And that's exactly what new economic school was established to do. Oops.
0: How do you explain why the government at this point, the Russian government, would maybe not welcome, but want or whatever, have people leave the country at the very time that those are the people, educated professionals, that it really needs?
1: This is an issue of political economy, where the political elites that rule the country may have interests which are different from the National welfare from the social welfare. So when you say Russia, you may mean The country as a whole the society as a whole or you may mean political elites and basically these interests are different And in this particular issue that you mentioned they are actually diametrically opposing each other why because in order to stay in power the government welcomes the brain drain why because the more smart people around the more you have to answer their questions, handle them somehow, make sure they don't talk to other people. And that, of course, especially applies to social scientists.
0: Sergei Guriev may live outside of Russia, but it's different from the old Soviet days. It doesn't mean he's cut off from the intellectual or political discussion back in his homeland.
1: With the new communication technology, with the social media, with the internet, you can have much more seamless. Debate. Now, Russia is doing a lot to censor Internet, but still, you can live outside of Russia and be part of the public debate. And that, of course, is very different from what it used to be.
0: Galina Timchenko and Sergei Guriev are part of the brain drain from Russia. They obviously are brainy people, highly educated, employed in important jobs in Russia, and able to make the transition to good jobs in the West. Just how many Russians are emigrating from their country can be hard to pin down. Russians don't have to inform their government, they're leaving. According to the Russian government agency Rustat, 1.7 million people left Russia during President Putin's third term in office. 330,000 of them were Russian citizens. In 2017 alone, more than 66 and a half thousand Russian citizens emigrated. To get some insight on this, I turned to Denis Volkov of the Levada Center in Moscow, which polls Russians on a wide range of issues. I visited his office over the summer, and this January we spoke by Skype. Why do Russians emigrate? The number one reason, Volkov says, is to give their kids a good education.
3: Second is the economic conditions in the country. And the third is the poor conditions of medical care in Russia. And quite near it is the political situation in Russia itself. It's about one-third of our respondents give this reply.
0: Only about 1% of the Russian population is thinking about or has left Russia. The age most likely to leave is between 35 and 45. When it comes to young adults, a 2017 Levada Center study shows about one-third of young Russians say they're willing to leave Russia, but it doesn't necessarily mean they actually do leave.
3: I see it as Openness to the world. So it's not that they have made the decision to leave, it's just they're thinking about it. They have such an idea and they consider it as an option for their future, for their life. But not all of them, of course, will do this.
0: Interestingly, young people don't think of emigrating as betraying their country or even as leaving forever. Many Russians return to visit relatives. When I asked Denis Volkov why the Putin government would allow or even welcome emigration by young, talented Russians, he echoed Sergei Gudiev's comments.
3: Well, for Putin regime, it's better to have them outside the country. So they will direct their energies to adaptation in the West or outside Russia, not directing their energies to protest or criticize the regime. But at the same time, I think Russian leaders are also anxious about the number of people leaving the country because by this immigration, yes, Russia is losing the specialists, educated people, and the demographic situation itself is not very good.
0: Vladimir Putin himself is not always a factor in Russians' decisions to leave. In fact, the 2019 Levada poll shows that among people who've thought about or are in the process of emigrating, 54 percent of them actually approve of the activities of President Putin. The Levada Center's Denise Volkov says that's not as strange as it sounds.
1: This government is not based on mass repression. This is what we, with my co-author Daniel Trisman, call informational autocracy. The battleground against this regime is the information sphere. So this regime doesn't want to be feared by the masses. It wants to be popular. But for that, the regime needs to make sure that educated people, people who understand how the economy, society, political processes function The regime wants to make sure that these people don't get to talk to the public. And that's why they have the censorship. That's why, by the way, journalists get arrested, killed, harassed, and kicked out. And that's why social scientists get kicked out.
0: Leaving Russia, leaving your homeland, can be painful. Galina Timchenko told me her story. Driving 12 hours, hauling her belongings from Moscow to Riga, crying all the way. In Belarus, a policeman stopped her. I didn't break any
2: laws, so I was scared. The policeman came up to me and said, What's wrong? Why are you crying while you're driving? I said, I'm having some difficulties at work. And he responded, I see that you're driving at the proper speed limit, but I saw you were crying really hard. I asked Galina Chimchenko if she has Russian friends living abroad.
0: Yes, of course.
2: Unfortunately, Jill, a lot. Unfortunately, about every month I learn on Facebook or Instagram that my friends are moving. I must say that I never solely had friends in the media. I have many friends in different professions. In the past two months, two more people left. Why, I ask her. You know, there's no room to breathe. There's a terrible duality. When you come to Moscow and it's beautifully decorated, like right now with the celebrations in time for the new year, the streets are clean, really nice stores, people are dressed nicely, festivities and music everywhere. On the other hand, you understand that the number of rules and regulations and unpleasant situations where you could be caught grows every day. After this summer, After the case of Ivan Golonov, our colleague, they falsely charged him with drug-dealing charges just to make him shut up. There's a constant feeling of instability and constant danger. You live with a constant feeling of having to be vigilant. It's like in Soviet films of the 40s and 50s where everyone is happy, but you understand that it's not a real happiness. Kennan X is a
0: product of the Kennan Institute at the Woodrow Wilson International Center for Scholars in Washington, D.C. It's the Wilson Center's oldest program, founded in 1974 by George F. Kennan, American statesman, James Billington, historian and former librarian of Congress, and historian S. Frederick Starr. Inspired by them, the Kennan Institute's mission is to improve America's understanding of Russia and the wider region. Thanks for listening.